Welcome back to the Beer O'Clock Podcast. I am Dylan Toon. I'm Angus Norris. And we are here for the 2021 Golden Pints Awards, uh, continuing on from what we thought was a relatively successful experiment last year um, in doing it audio. Uh, we're doing it again. Yeah, lots of positive feedback on last year's episode, so hopefully we uh, don't stuff it up with the little changes we've made to this year's. Yeah, um, yeah, maybe a few beers lighter before we start and... Um, yeah, little the format is primarily the same, but yeah, yeah, pretty much. And I don't think we're really doing much different. Yes, yeah. couple of different categories, but hopefully, yeah. So I think worth mentioning. We're not going to go through every golden pints thing, um, but the we... ones that make sense from an audio perspective to discuss that we also think that you guys might find interesting. Yeah, and then at a later date, we'll there'll be some sort of written version that will have the, the sort of complete categories. Because um, that was really the feedback from last year, that it was hard to find out what we said without actually without going back to the and, whole thing. Yeah, and um, that was something we noticed too. So, yeah, definitely we'll make sure it's a bit simpler to follow this year um, if you jump around a bit more. We're um, going to go back and do a 2019 one and a 2021 as well, just in written format so that people can find them. Yeah, yeah. Um, because looking back through the old awards the other day, it made, made it's actually a really good snapshot if you look at all of them across a period. Yeah, of, of how the, the scenes evolved in Australia and so on. Um, do you want to just give a quick little bit of background for the what the Golden Pints are, just in case it's anyone's first time? Yeah, so this was started by a couple of UK bloggers, you know, back when beer blogging was big, what, 10? Yeah. I think it might even be 15 years ago, sort of thing. And it's basically just a list of awards to try and get people talking about their experiences throughout the year. And uh, Beer O'Clock's been doing this for six or seven years? 2012. Okay, so 10 years. Yeah, it's a long time now. Number 10 or Yeah, this is number 10, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. And it was an absolute disaster to write. You've, <laughs> you've done, what, four or five now? Yeah, it's just, it's a big undertaking Yeah, to do all at once. And some of the awards, you want to kind of keep it consistent, but some of them are easier in years than other. And I think COVID, as everything else has pivoted, this is a pivot we have made where it's... Um, it just makes more sense to do this in an audio format. Yeah, agreed. Um, and we can then transcribe it to a written format. Exactly. And I think without any further ado, we can probably move on to the first award. Let's do it. Uh, so the first award is Best Beer Media. Uh, so that is, you know, across podcasts and websites and... Books, yep. magazines. So it's kind of amalgamates we, all those categories. I think we used to have four categories for that at one point. Yeah. And it's down to one. Yeah. Which... You know, it is what it is. Oh, look, I think it's it's probably enough for what we need. So um, do you want to do uh, your honourable mentions and then I'll do mine and we'll read out our winners? Yeah, I like it. Um, so I've got four mentions for this one. I've got Steal This Beer Podcast, which is an American craft beer podcast mm. that I enjoy. You know, they talk a lot of shit. It's mostly about New Jersey. Yeah. The New Jersey beer scene. It's just like one of those easy podcasts you listen to. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's always been good. The obvious ones, Crafty Pint, Bruce News for everything they do. Yep. Uh, and the last one I'm going to give a shout out to is Beer Reflections, which is by Daniel Ridd. Um, and he just writes some really interesting sort of opinion pieces about craft beer. Cool. Very, very passionate guy, listens to us occasionally. Oh, that helps. It does, doesn't it? helps <laughs> to get on these lists. Um, no, but, but I think you'd genuinely be on here anyway. Like yep. his, his stuff's really good. It's quite in depth. Yeah, for sure. Um, so my honourable mentions are for um, Basic Brewing, who are a couple of old guys who have been 
making YouTube videos, running a podcast, and writing about homebrewing for uh, 30 years or so now. Yeah, we've watched some YouTube videos, I think. Yeah, yeah. So they they sort of keep expanding, and they keep doing cool recipes and great for ideas, and um, I always enjoy... I spend quite a bit of time watching their stuff, so in terms of the time spent, they, they definitely have to get mentioned. Um, the other one I want to mention is Josh Noel, or uh, at Hop Notes on Twitter, who... Yep. Is pretty famous for writing the, the Goose Island book. Yeah, and he also writes a, a breakdown of the Goose Island range every year, the Bourbon County. Ah, cool. So that's just dropped for 2021. Yep. Um, so I'm it, about halfway through that book that you gave me. Yeah, it, it's a good read, but he also is just a really good reporter on um, sort of independence of breweries and how breweries go and they sell, and also just in, in general, just sort of like uh, Bourbon County stuff, he kind of jumps into it in a way that other people don't in terms of the culture surrounding it and the quality of the releases. One of my favourite Steal This Beer podcasts is with him. Okay. He's a really interesting guy. Yeah. 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 I really enjoy everything I read of his, so yeah, um, that's my show. So who's your winner for 2021? I'm actually going to do give it to Mark Dredge, who's a UK beer writer. Yep. He wrote a book called The History of Lager. Yep. Which is, you know, you, you may as well give that to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, how could it not win? Yeah, the 2021 is the year of the lagers to at least some degree. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be boring and give it to Brews News yep. just because I use them all the time. I like the podcast. Um, and I think in terms of beer media consumption, they yeah, have to be my top. And so, yeah. Like it. Mm. Especially with their sort of knockoff year of the local thing, which yeah. is not as good. But, you know, <laughs> we, we've, we've got a knockoff... Uh, Everything. Yeah, everything else. So we'll call it. <laughs> we a, are not one to complain no, to. Her. No. Um, move straight on to biggest disappointment. Yeah. Yeah, this is a good one. Um, always hard to know what to do with this category. It is. Yes, it is. So I've got a... Four honourable mentions. I've got two honourable mentions here. Um, so I've got... Both my honourable mentions are beers. Yep. Uh, so Tillman's Mitt Owner, which was a non-alcoholic German wheat beer, like a craft one. Yep. Tillman's stuff is awesome. I think I've talked about them on the pod before. Yes, you have. Uh, German non-alcoholic wheat beers are generally very good. Yep. This was not. This okay. was bad. It was wordy. Yeah. The other one, which I'm not sure if this is a disappointment considering how well it went down, but uh, Timish Shoriana from <laughs> a couple of months ago. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's, it's hard not to be disappointed. Although, in terms of quality of content... Yeah, content was excellent. Yeah. It was fucking atrocious, but... <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, I've got um, a couple of, uh, let's say, slightly more personal ones, and I mm-hmm. mean they're very personal. Um, this is this is kind of a silly one, but I feel like because we gave them brewery the year last year, I can say that La Serene being closed and not putting it on their Instagram oh, yeah. until after we had arrived at... Past opening hours. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, because it's not close. No. And we did trek out there. And it's not um, easy to get to. No, um, we would have spent a bit of money. And, yeah, med- a, bit of, a bit of money. Yeah. Um, so one of those things where I understand obviously there was something going on they couldn't really control it, but more of a, a light-hearted disappointment. Yep. In a similar vein, um, Deeds stopping selling their fried chicken. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's... Um, I mean, I understand you don't have to do Deeds at home anymore, but that fried chicken was fantastic and it's... Um, yeah. Real, real sore spot for me in terms of wanting to go there for dinner and things. Um, their food is still great, but um, yeah, definitely put a damper on my ear when they announced the end of that. That's just a shocking call because yeah. Jesus, it was good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's your What's your winner? This is going to sound harsh, but it's Mr. Banks. Mm. 
I thought they were seriously well-placed after last year to really kick on and have a big year, and I just don't think they have. It has been quiet, yeah. Culminating with them changing their name. Yeah, which is also... Which we talked about on the podcast last year, if you go back a year. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway. Yeah, no, no, that's fair enough. I mean, I think that's... It's an interesting call and I like it because it's it's fair. I mean, they haven't had a bad year, but no. they were building a lot and they've kind of just rested on the laurels a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like last year you had Idaho Fields, Citra Fields, which people really got around. I think especially early last year, people were buying heaps of their hype stuff. Yeah. And then this year they've dropped off a little bit in that sort of hype space. Haven't done... I, I, don't, I haven't had a beer from them that's blown me away this year. Yeah, and it's still quality stuff, but it's just yeah. not as present. Like, I still think they were one of the better brewers around, but it just wasn't as good as you were expecting 21, 21 to be. No, that's totally fair. Um, mine is Stone and Wood selling. Yep. Um, which is just, it's not a massive surprise when you, you know, with COVID and stuff, but I still can't help but be disappointed based on their past. Yep. The way they've worded it and the way they've talked about independence in the past and community in the past. I just think it's quite a cynical move. And I, I think the wording's appalling, mm. as, as we discussed a few weeks ago. Um, it's a bad look, and I, as more time passes, I'm less stoked about it. I think I'm getting more angry about it the longer it goes on. Yeah. Um, the more you think about it, I, yeah, I'm not sure if I'm going to be a big supporter of theirs going forward, um, unless it's like in person to support the, the staff and the site and yep. so on, um, as opposed to the actual multinational conglomerate they are now a part of um yeah obviously we're pretty understanding with sales and stuff that one does sting a little bit more for going against their own sort of ethos than anything else um something that i think we can all agree has been a positive change is the emergence of non-alcoholic beer in 2021 and that is what our next award is based around the best non-alcoholic beer yep i've got four honorable mentions here uh Monsers Park Pills. Yep. I think far and away the best lager not out. Are they Australian? I think so. They're yeah. the kombucha guys. Yeah. I'm just trying. Yeah, the name is... Anyway. Uh, the name's French for sure, but... Yeah. Who knows? Um, Molly Rose Citra Citra, the IPA. Yep. Uh, Hop Nation's Fresh as a Daisy. Yep. And Micelle's Weisser, which is a proper German wheat one. Cool. One of the more traditional big ones. And I don't reckon you can tell the difference between their alcohol, their full alcohol one and their non-alcohol one. Mm, that's impressive. Yeah. They're really good. My, I've got two, um, both mentioned by Citra Citra and Fresh as a Daisy. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, you go straight on to your winner. Don't have to. Yep. Heaps normal XBA. Um, also my winner. Yeah, good. That's, um, that's some good consensus, if you will. <laughs> it is just the most, the, it's the one I drink the most. It's the most consistently good. Uh, it's just... Very good. Yep, yep. We've talked about a how good much beer, we, not just a non good non alcoholic beer. We've talked about how much we both enjoy non alcoholic beer, and yep. it's good to see that category growing. Yeah, and um, yeah, I think heaps normal really hit that sweet spot of it's enough body, yep. enough. Yeah, it, it's in a good spot. I yep. think there's a reason why everyone says it's their favourite. I think. Yes, yeah, and it's up to someone else to come along and do something better. Yeah, and there's a few big non-alc things coming next year, so we'll see how that all yeah, yeah. all unfolds. Monker is listed as in Australia. Cool, yeah. Um, I, I had a feeling they were in Adelaide or something, maybe. I think a kilo. Kilo, okay. Yeah, we'll have to look into that. Anyway, yeah, um, I have enjoyed the kombucha myself in the past, so it's really good to hear that 
moving into beer, they're just as good. Yeah. Um, all right, so now on to the, I guess you'd call them the slightly bigger awards. Uh, we'll start with Australian bottled beer. Yep. Um, again, mine is dominated by sort of mixed firm stuff. Yeah. As you'd expect, someone... Um, which is almost why we do bottle and can, because yeah. I know people ask about this, and it's almost in my head, bottle is like mixed firm, sour stuff, and can is like new world stuff. And as we've seen, Imperial Stouts move more into cans, it is possible mixed firm moves a bit more, but I still think for now there's a good argument to be had to keep this. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe we can see this in the, the mentions we'll have now. Uh, so I've got uh, two last serenes, again in the honourable mentions, which are the Supernaturally Plum... Yep. Uh, and Time and Place. Yep. I've also got Sobra Messer's Introspection. Yep. And King River's Belgian Dark Strong Ale. I like it. Um, my, I've got two honourable mentions. Mm-hmm. I've got Holgate's Sour Brett Ale yep. for this year. And um, the Wildflower Bolter Collaboration Diamond Dozen. Oh, I did like that. The Lager. The, yeah, the Apricot. Yeah, Peach. Apricot or Peach? One of those. One Lager. Of I think it was Apricot, apricot Lager. Yeah. I think, yeah. Um, what's your winner for 2021? Uh, it's La Serene again. Yep. And it's Age and Beauty, which is the same beer that I gave it to last year. Yeah. Um, and my, that is also my winner. For yeah, this year. wow. Um, the wow, 2017 edition, I think. It yeah, was, yeah, I think that's the only edition, possibly. Yeah, it may well be, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, crazy. Crazy. I had that beer very early in this year, just to see if it was still good. 14th of January, I had that beer. And in my spreadsheet, it held its place all the way through. Yeah, that's no easier award to give than a beer that does that. Yeah. Um, yeah, great. Yeah, like this is too simple, Dylan. Yeah, it's it's. A, I mean, it's a world class mixed firm beer. Um, if you've had last three and stuff, you should know it by now. But I think they keep getting better as time passes more, and they get more freedom and more barrels to play with, and so on. Um, yeah. So onwards and upwards for them with any luck. Um, best Australian canned beer is next. Yep. I've got uh, three honourable mentions here. Goodland something something Citra Citra. Yep. Deeds Fiery Gates of Hellas. Yep. And Topwise Spin the Middle Side. Hmm, interesting. Don't know the, the last one there. They are a tiny contract number. They've done one batch and it was amazing 8.5% neighbor. You know, yeah. dumb shit. <laughs> Beer's um, the sort of beer that gets me in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Too, too drinkable. Mm. Um, I've got two honourable mentions. Uh, Love Shack's Pale Ale. Yep. And Bacchus's Belgian Mocha Stars. Oh, very nice. Um, so a bit different. Um, but both just things I'd happily drink. Yeah. Multiple times. Um, what was your winner for Australian Ken? One Drops New Zealand Pilsner. Mm, there you go. Had big sort of Emerson Pilsner vibes yeah. back in the day. And yeah, I was shocked when the McCoppin guys kept telling me, you're, you're basically the only person who buys this. I was like, what are people doing? It's not a cool beer, I guess. Yeah, but it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, on a similar note, my, uh, to some degree, mine is um, Rattenhund by Hop Nation. Yeah, yeah, I really thought about it. Yeah, um, I just think that it's kind of what I wanted this year um, and nobody really did it better and I can understand why it's got all the love and attention. I'm very happy that it has. And it's basically going core range. Yeah. Which is just... Which is great to see. So good. So good to see. Um, yeah, but very very happy uh, with those two choices. I think we've both sort of definitely captured the spirit of the year to some degree. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, next up is best international bottled beer. Yep. Yep. I've got a whole heap of stuff here. <laughs> Cyclic Farm Grisette, which I think I talked about here. Yes. Spanish, Spanish Grisette. Yeah. Unbelievable. Expensive, but, you know. Worth it. Yep. About 11.3 Fontainen variants. Yeah. Uh, Poe Haller's Armchair Detective, which is like yep. a Baltic Porter. Big barrel age one. And then just some classic stuff. Augustina, Saison de Pont, West Marla Triple. Had a good year. Mm. Getting back to some of the, you know, those beers that you should drink more of. Yeah, yeah. And like probably the kind of stuff that honestly we should call out more in these awards. Yes. Yeah. For continuing to stand up. Yeah, I sort of, the thought came to me and I was like, I should say that. Yeah. Even no, if we've got 11, like 11 nominations, it's fine. Yeah, I think so. Um, there's definitely no, no limits on them. Um, I've, I've only got two, yep. just because there were two that jumped out at me. It's very obvious. Uh, I got Migrating Eyes by the Anchorage Brewing Company. Yep. Which is a, just an excellent... Is uh, that a mixed firm? One? Yeah, a mixed firm. Yeah. Just really high quality. Um, American Wild Ale and um, Ghost of the Machine by the Parish Brewing Co. Ah, oh, yeah, that's excellent. Yeah, you've, you've, very, you've told me multiple times to get, and it's one of the few big IPAs still kicking around in bottles. Um, and... It's funny because it never seems to arrive in good day or good condition and it always tastes fantastic. Just tastes amazing. I had a couple of them. And it makes no sense yeah, that beer tastes yeah. the way it does and looks the way it does because hazy. And, yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, I, and I, was, I had it twice and I was super impressed both times. So, yeah, I had to give it a shout out here. So what was your winner? It is one of those million three Fontainans we had at Carwin back whenever yep. that was. And apologies for the pronunciation here. It's the Spelling Van Het Lot 12 or X.2. Yep. Droof Musket Blur, Roaring yep. Uncut. Yep. And that was the standout on a day of pretty ridiculous barrel age. Standout on a day of standout. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, mine isn't one of those as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the Spelling Van Hetlot 7, the Cassis. Yep. Uh, again, Blended Alive, um, Refontaine. Yeah, it's... We, don't, we sort of don't want to wax lyrical too much about them, I guess, because... I think we've already waxed lyrical yeah, about this in an um, earlier podcast. They are incredible. But that was that event was earlier in the year, I March? March, yeah. No, they've still stuck in my head most of the year. Um, so, yeah, very very comfortable giving that, and uh, good to see we've both sort of roughly lined up again. I can actually tell you when that event was, Dylan. <laughs> I have the data to hand somewhere. Oh, look at that, 13th of March. Perfect. That's why we've got you here. Um, to move on to best international canned. Yep. Um, I've got a few here. Um, yep. I imagine you may as well. I have got one, two, three, four, five nominations here. Great. So the only one that isn't a garage project beer <laughs> is a Surly Axman, which is yeah. the the first time we've ever had the Surly version of Todd the Axeman, which is their collaboration with Amiga. And I was going to say it's Amiga Rikers, yeah, because yeah. we had that at um, Man vs. Pig, yep. Beer vs. Pig, yep. whatever it's called. Yeah, so I've loved that beer for forever. I gave it a Golden Pint Award back in the day. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, this is the first time that I've got to try the Surly version, so I thought, and it blew me away. Good. Despite that. 2015 was when it, got, when it won the Collaboration Award. There you go. Back in the day. Then the rest is garage project stuff. So I had a running sheet throughout the year to try and make this process easier yep. at some point. And the only things that have held that spot are garage project beers. So you haven't, yeah, it's, I guess just to say you haven't just 
picked it up and fight like oh, I'll just chuck a bunch of Gary for it. No, here. it's very much a, a running. No, thing. it was a running thing. Yeah. Did anything I have this week beat you know the one there before? No, 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 all the way through. Yeah. Um. So it was fuck you, twenty twenty. Just because you feel it, excessive machine and lupus the wolf man. Mm. And I think they're all Garage Project IPAs. I was going to say they're all IPAs. I, I don't yeah. remember just because you feel it. I think it's an IPA. Yeah, yeah I think I excessive know. machine was like a triple. Mm. Lupus the Wolfman was a double West Coast thing, which yep. is just aggressively piney and resinous. Mm. And yeah, the fuck you is obviously yeah. a big hazy. Yep. So um, yeah, Garage Project. Yeah, it's almost like they're a good brewery or something. Almost, yeah. Um, I've got I've got four. Yep. Um, and I've got one. Garage Project, mm-hmm. which is Pilgrim's Blend. Ah, nice. The um, Sour Neeper? Yeah, Mixed Firm. Yeah, no, yeah. not a Sour Neeper, no, just the Mixed Firm where they went around to eight different breweries and collected all the yep. yeasts. Yep. And, yep. Yeah, Unicorn Sparkling Can. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, no. No? I don't think so. I think it's a moon, and like a guy walking or something. Cool. Yeah. Well, we'll, this we'll is sort this out of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, two guys forgetting what a can looks like. I've got... Um, Mary Lou by Verdant, 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 yep, uh, Verdant. Brewing Co., um, which was just the best hazy pale ale I had all year. Yep. Um, bit of a mouthful. Double dry hopped small Simcoe everything by Other Half, which was the best I had of that batch of stuff that came over. Yep. And the, this, I'm mean, kind of thinking of how to explain this. The beer blender by Urbanaut with the baked pear sour, but only the baked pear sour part, not yep. the other part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the baked pear sour by Urbanaut, let's just say that. They're the ones with like the rip-off thing in the middle and yeah. two small cans. But the baked pear sour was an unbelievably good and well-balanced beer and was should not have been adulterated by that salted caramel <laughs> crap that they put on the other side. But honestly, um, if they sold... That is beautiful. That yeah. is just beautiful. If they sold cases of that, it is... Captures a baked pear candy flavor unbelievably well and is one of the best sales I had this year. That is the sort of niche content the users of this podcast <laughs> come to us for. 250 Half a can. Yeah. <laughs> Half of a beer. Yeah. As what was your winner? Uh, unsurprisingly, it was another Garage Project beer and it was double pernicious weed. Jeez. That's six, five Garage Projects and one... one five out of six. That's not bad. That's not a bad year, Bob. No, they've done all right. I think that we can all understand why Double Finishers Wade would win that for you. Yep, yep. That beer's won an award before as well, I'm sure. Yes, yeah. Um, and, yeah. It would win a Lifetime Achievement Award if it if it didn't. <laughs> it was it was a dumb beer, but fuck me, it was drinkable. It's funny, because Finishers Wade's not something you think is like, oh, I'd love it. This needs to be a double. This needs to be bigger. Really, yeah. But double works. <laughs> double works. Um, to mine was... This is um this is kinda of going against a lot of what I said in the past. Mm. Um not a big smoothie sour guy, but mine oh, is going to <laughs> to daily serving pomegranate and blackberry by Trillium, which was just like the best glass of fruit juice I had this year. But there was enough acidity and enough balance and enough you know it was enough of not a just fruit juice that I'd forgotten about that Trillium drop. Yeah, yeah. Um that was yeah, really good. And this the other one I've had from that can I have from that drop wasn't that good the the mixed ferment stuff wasn't quite as good but that one was no. just remarkably good um, so yeah very very comfortable that being my winner um, by at least a small margin yeah um, next up we've got best new brewery yep um, I've got three noms here yep got Love Shack yep. who we visited what last week yeah Jesus that that feels like a while ago it does yeah 
Uh, nice guys who are like the 70s one that opened in Richmond early in this year. And Victoria Street, which is probably, you know, long overdue for a brewery. Yep. And I'm going to give a shout out to what I assume is pronounced Avenge, A-V-N-G-E Brewing. Sounds right. Yep. Who are a new contract one who launched with the West Coast IPA. You can't P2 against that. Yeah. Yeah. Brewing out of Killer Sprocket, so we'll have them up oh, on cool. the uh, on the site at some point. Very good. Um, the two, for me, two honourable mentions are Goodland. Um, their table beer was awesome. Yep. Um, and they just do some cool stuff. Um, and Kicks, who have been doing some really good hazy, hoppy stuff. Um, they're my two sort of... And we've talked about them a lot as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm giving mine to Goodland. Great. Yeah. I reckon well, something, something, Citrus, Citrus, one of my favourite IPAs of the year. I liked the Metzen and the Table Beer. Yeah. And I think I've had a Sour and an Eper and stuff. Yeah, all good. They, they do a good range, like good bit of diversity in their stuff. I spent a lot of money yesterday on some coffee stouts from them. That's nothing wrong with that. No. Yeah, extra Mullenborough, it's going to be good. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that does help. Um, mine is going to Love Shack. Yep. Uh, just because, honestly, I could have pretty much split. It could have been any of those three that I mentioned. Yep. So I'm going to go with the one I drank the most of. Yep. Like it. Like it. That pale ale is a beauty. Yeah. And I wasn't disappointed by the other stuff we no. had at the brewery. Um, so, yeah. That's, that's That sort of tipped them over the edge for me. And those guys are moving into their new site early next year, I think. Yeah. So still in Castle, Maine. Next um, door. Yeah. So... If you're in that area, um, definitely check it out. It's a lovely little spot as it is to be it's honest. Awesome. I hope they don't lose that little beer gun. It's yeah. great. Oh, I think they'd be they'd be silly to they'd be silly yeah, with yeah. the amount of turnover it was doing. Um, finally, in the quote unquote normal ores, before we get into the big one, um, best international brewery. Yep. Real tricky one for me this year, purely because I didn't have a lot of yeah. international. Yeah. Again, it's much like last year where. Yeah, we've had shipping inter- interruptions and stuff. 75% of my beers this year have been Australian. Yeah, mine was about the same too. Yeah. Um, so I've got honourable mentions for Three Fontana. Yep. For that wonderful day we had. And I've also given one to Epic from New Zealand because yep. they never disappoint. Hot Zombia alone is probably the reason. Yeah, yeah. That's another Kiwi one that's done a, a big double IPA that didn't need a bigger one and, and so done they have one. Yeah, yeah. Um, just those two? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so I have gone, uh, other half, so yep. just because it's cool to see him mm-hmm. in, in Australia, to be honest. And, um, as what may be sort of a running theme for these international ones, it's just sort of cool that they get the cool stuff over yep. during this time. Um, Garage Project's the other one just because be hard pressed not to. It's kind of boring, which is why I could definitely understand someone. And in continuing the kind of boring, I'm going to give them the win. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's like, it's definitely not undeserved though, is the thing. No, no. Um, I've had almost 30 of their beers this year. They just don't let you down. I think with your international canned lineup, you'd have a hard time. Well, exactly. How could I have five out of my top six cans? And especially with how many, how much the industry is now in cans. Get, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and not give it to them. Like, yeah, just... Absolute bangers this year. Um, as we said, when they when they won last year, for both of us from memory, mm-hmm. um, it's yeah the diversity, the quality amongst the diversity of styles they do is the most impressive thing to me. Even outside some of the stuff I've already mentioned, Pilgrim's Blend, which I think you mentioned, yeah, uh, Escape from LA, which is one of those happy sessions. 
uh, Airdrop, which was the hot pills. Yeah, even um, like I some of those fresh IPAs. I really got into uh, Golden Path for a bit yep. as like my smashable after work beer. Yep. So that's just an awesome session. I really love the proper crisp IPA, the new one. Oh, yeah. The one with the chip. Yeah. Um, And speaking of kind of underrated, I think Bliss Lager is a great lager that I didn't really appreciate in the past. I don't think I've had it. Mm, Really good. Really good. Um, And um, Pickle Beer. Yeah. Uh, Pickle Beer is fun. Um, And White Mischief's great. I mean, they're just, it's very hard to to look at their lineup and not find something you'll thoroughly enjoy. Exactly. Um, In terms of stuff, we've already mentioned uh, Three Fontana wins mine just for. Yep. Amazing lineup, but also getting blended and live stuff to Australia during yeah. this period and just having that event. Um, yeah, really, really cool to try them, let alone in this period of time. Yeah, agreed. So, yeah, um, I, again, it was one of those I probably could have given to any of them. Um, but yeah, three fun time. And for this year, for me, um, gets it. Worthy of winners, I think, across yeah. the board there. Pretty A young. lot of crossover from us, which is interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, but kind of, kind of shows that. And we would have been drinking together less this year, so there's yeah. sort of even more interesting than normal, perhaps, that there's uh, crossover. But um, yeah, we will just we'll take a quick break, and we'll be back with best Australian brewery. All right, and we are back with uh, I think what we would probably fairly cool the main event yeah the um, king award if you will yeah best australian brewery and um the magnitude of which may not be as big as you know the ratio of extra time we spend on it but it's always a good discussion and a good way to sort of look back on the year of beer that has passed us it's also the one that i th- feel people get most invested in yeah yeah and that probably includes us too yeah absolutely absolutely um so what we have done um we did last year and we'll do again this year so we've come out with a master list that we've both sort of contributed to yeah um got 25 breweries yep. to start with um going to whittle that down to about 10 and this is not going to be in any order nope. and then the, the difficult part is the ordering i think yeah which will be 10 to 1 we're going to do yes yeah so the first part it's going to be in two segments so we'll sort of timestamp this if we can 25 to 10 there, then the ranking. Yep. Um, and so this will be, this is kind of a site ranking, Award. I think. Yeah. yeah. So, um, can't have individuals here the way we do this. Yeah. And that's kind of the fun part about it, I think. And it makes it more interesting than just saying this is the best. This sort of, we get to, we get to call things out. Yeah. We get to talk a bit about breweries, um, that have impressed us. And yeah, I think my, um, only sort of thing I'd like to say before we kick off in terms of a bit of a preamble is, Obviously, due to COVID and so on, there's probably a you know a bit of a heavy lean towards Victorian breweries. Yeah, um, and definitely not something we do on purpose. <laughs> no, I think it's just what we had available. Yeah, I mean, we would like to usually try to get into states and do stuff. Um, I think last year was almost entirely Victorian, though. So I think mm. we've done better than last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, but again, it's the same sort of issue. Um, I think if we look at my numbers from this year, I think my Victorian stuff is sort of. 70% of what I've drunk yeah you know across the entire year so yeah. like <laughs> and I guess if there's any breweries especially non-Victorian ones um, I think we're pretty confident with our Victorian ones any non-Victorian ones you think we should 
you know, go back and have a look at, um, we're not going to change the list, but it's something we can focus on more for next year. Yeah, exactly. Um, as we try to get out and about a bit more. It's all about people, you know, coming together, talking about what they like. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the thing. It's And then this is very much not meant to be a sort of disparaging any breweries. is merely a more of a celebration and just trying to work out which one we celebrate the most. We got two lists from people last year. I think we read them out. One was from Simon Hargraves. I can't remember who the other one is off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah. So um, you send us in your lists, we'll... Um, happily read them. Yeah, throw in maybe a guest list thing when we put the written thing up. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whatever, we, we love to hear from you and um, just hope you enjoy our discussion um, as much as we... Over the next hour. Yeah, yeah we'll see how we go. Um, it could be quick, it could be not quick. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what I'll do to begin with, we've got our list of 25, this is what we're working from. Um, read that out and then we're just going to sort of go with a, you want to keep it, you want to kill it. Basically it's going to be, we're not really going to sense this discussion very much, it's very much just going to be, you're just going to hear how we get down to 10 yep. and then how we order it and um, we'll try to, you know, go back and sort of say what we've got and what we don't, make it a bit more clear than last year. Yeah, um, I guess is the main thing. But um, without further ado... The, the 70 less beers will have helped in that sense. Yes, yes. Um, definitely to begin with. Um, this, so this is the 25 we're working with. So these will be the 25 we are discussing in, in broad terms. So we've got uh, Bentspoke Brewery, Sobermesser, Exit, Banks, Holgate, Dainton, King River, Dollar Bill, Future Mountain, Blackman's, Uradla, La Serene, Range, Hawkers, Hop Nation, Wolf of the Willows, Deeds, Stomping Ground, Other Side, Molly Rose, Mountain Culture, Burnley, Innate, Two Rupees, and Hepburn Springs. So that's the 25 breweries are working with, and uh, anything jump out at you for a keep or a kill? Well, we were there last week at Hepburn Springs. Yep. Lovely spot. Lovely Pilsner. Some of the other stuff is a little interesting. Very high alcohol. Yeah, I would say sort of everything has probably 2% more <laughs> yeah. than it needs. Yeah. In some cases, Very 3. Fair. Yeah. I think the, what was the wit? 6.6 or something? Like, yeah. Yeah. Ew. Big ginger beer. Nice beer. Tasted good. You know? Yeah. That, um, that pills deserves all the awards it's gotten. Yeah. And sitting out there in the sun... Like at the at the converted day spa, yeah. which where the brewery resides in Hatburn Springs, unbelievably pleasant experience. Exactly, and I think that's why we need to shout them out. Yeah, I don't think they're going to make the call for the top ten. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they hang. I mean, yeah, there's definitely you could definitely make an argument about where they might sit in these lower fifteen, but um, I think it's pretty clear they're not going to hang. But um, love what you're doing, Hatburn. Exactly. Keep making that pilsner. Yes, and please make it more excessive. And actually, that pale ale. The pale is yeah. really surprising. Pills are in the pale. The pale is the only beer under 5%, and um, yeah, definitely the, the, On the, the second best. On a list of 14 or something. Yeah, I'm definitely the second best beer, I reckon. Um, I think I'm going to do... Um, I'll do for a keep. I actually we can keep Lacerine. We can keep Lacerine. Yeah. I, I have no issue keeping Lacerine. I was going to just handball it back to you, but then I'm like, oh, look, there's probably a very easy one we can do. Look, that is a handball. Yeah. For all, for <laughs> all intents and purposes, that's a handball. Uh, look, I'm going to propose we keep Hawkers as well. Yeah. Yeah, I can... Um, you can get around that? Yeah, I think so. And um, I think this doesn't have to be a back and forth thing, but well, I think it start should be with, for the start yeah. to start with until we get into problems. Yeah, um, I think I would argue we should keep Hop Nation. I'm happy to keep Hop Nation. Yeah. 
Um, I think that's... I would have a hard time not having that in the 10. No, no, I'm happy to have them in the 10. Um, I'm keen to send through... Oh, Jesus, this is already getting harder than it should be. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to kill King River, if that's all right with you. Yeah, I think it is. I don't reckon they've had quite as good a year as last year. Like, they have from their perspective. You know, they've got their... Increase their capacity, got their cans in, all that sort of stuff. Canned fig porter is a is a compelling argument. It is, it is, um, but I think that realistically they're probably not quite in the ten this year. Can we maybe just put them in the maybe? Pile? We can put them in the maybe pile, um, which is going to be a third column point. I just think there's a possibility they may scrape in somewhere. Let's have a look and see. I'm just worried with the three already, but we'll see. Yeah, let's, um, let's continue here. I, I did just sort of. I said canned fig porter out loud. I, yeah, and then something like, hang on. <laughs> and also golden strong, dark strong. Yeah, I'm just sort of talking myself into it. Yeah. So, um, look, and while we're here, I may as well have a look. Red IPA in a can was fun. Doppelbock in a can was fun. Look, yeah, possibly we're talking their way in. Yeah, I mean, we'll see where we're... I, what I'm thinking yeah. is let's, they're probably on There's the There's probably more line. obvious ones that we can deal with. Yeah, yeah. Um, and one of those, I would say, is probably Bent Spoke. Interesting. I've um, had six crankshafts this year. Yeah, and um, I've pretty much only had crankshaft this year as well. Yep. Except I had the Hop Wheeler IPA, which is possibly the fruitiest I've had this year and one of the best IPAs I've had this year. Um, but I just realistically think we probably haven't had enough and their diversity hasn't really come out. I think you had that Belgian collaboration they did with Malt Shovel. I did. Which I, I think did. was fine but not spectacular. Bingo. I think it was bang on a three and a half if mm. I'm uh, remembering correctly. Yeah, and I had like a, a Cherry Gozer of theirs, which is fine. But again, like that, that lower three sort of area if yeah. I had to rank it and... Yeah, so I think I would. That way, I would propose we get rid of them. I'm happy to cull them. And again, it's probably less of a comment on the quality and more of a comment on what we got this year. I'm thinking that we might need to kill Exit. As much as I love Exit, I have had three Exit beers this year. Uh, two of them at Week Gang, which were both excellent. In fairness, uh, and a Session Ale. Which I didn't love. Hmm. Um, yeah. Do you reckon they're in the maybe discuss later part? I drank so much Exit this year. Oh, really? Yeah. I think I would... Hold them for the time being. I just think they were they were the first brewery I put on my list. Really? Because they was like, like what do I drink a lot of? I'm like, I drank a shitload of Exit, Milk Stout, IPA and Session Ale this year. Let's put them on the discuss in a bit part. Yeah, I think definitely more of a first half of the year thing. Um, yep. You can definitely see them drop off. Like the last one I had was on my birthday. Yep. But it was very front loaded, uh, quite heavily. Yeah, right. Um, I don't remember. This is harder when we haven't had 80 bits. Yeah. Um, I'm proposing we send deeds through. Yeah, I think I think that's fair enough. That's pretty easy. Yeah. Fiery Gates of Hellas was just stunning. I liked that stupid breakfast step. The one that was like 12% and... Doesn't narrow it down with them. No, no, that's true. I love calculated risk, which is the saison. Taproom number one was an yep. awesome clean IPA. Yeah, uh, eleven D stouts. You know, um, the all, all of the fucking hazy things are the same. 
even like Lexicon, which they released a few weeks ago, just American, American Lager. Yeah, yeah. That's the their lager game stepped up. That's a clean little lager. Um, and I've heard, you know, not that this this is definitely a beer club thing, but a few friends have told me the best beers I've had this year have been Dave's beers. So yeah, right. Um, so I think that that's yeah. I don't think anyone's going to argue with that. Um, I, just one out of slightly. I don't know if this is out of left field, but based on the conversation we had before, can we kill Banks? We can. I'm not like married to them being on there. Um, I did drink a lot of McConaughey's and stuff this year, but limited releases less so. I think we've given them props for those particular beers in the past. Um, I wouldn't be too upset either way. Wouldn't be too upset if they weren't on there and if they were, and it sounds like you're probably leaning towards a weren't. I'm killing them. Um, yeah, I'm killing them. Basically, I'm taking the cowards way out and saying, you can make the decision, and it sounds like your decision would be that you wouldn't keep them on there. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have a hard time putting them on there if you had them as your biggest disappointment. I didn't have them on my list of 16. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just think there were people who did better stuff this year. I think a lot of the things that I enjoyed from them this year were things like West Coast, just their normal West Coast. Yeah, same. Citra Fields, which they rebrewed, I enjoyed, you know. Uh, and foam is the one, the German pills. Yeah, that I enjoyed. Was, yeah. I enjoyed that. But like, I just thought there were a lot. Even foam's not a lager life level, though. Not misses, but like things that just weren't quite yeah. where they needed to be. Treading water a bit. Juice fit was just yeah. It was like the most. If you said like, what's a Banks IPA? Yeah, like, yeah. Juice fit. And then like they had a couple of lagers that didn't quite hit the spot. Slope vibes. Yeah, for Vienna. Super secret beer drinking comp, which I think yeah. is a Metzen. Yeah. Um, like, not bad beer, but just maybe not, not reaching these. Short parts. Round, which was the session IPA. Mm, didn't have that. I was kind of keen to, but... It was yeah. fine. Um, and I and I have been on record saying I'm not a big fan of their big sours. Yep. Um, I don't mind their little sours. I haven't I haven't had one this year. I've just clearly, quite I've clearly ignored them. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's fine. They do pretty good pastry starts and stuff, but it's been less of a pastry start year for me. We need to kill 15 beers, Dylan. I think they're going to be killed. Yes, yeah, I do think so. That's that's kind of the other part of my thinking. Um, so, yeah. Also, changing your name. Points off for that. <laughs> <laughs> we don't like it. Um, Change scares us. Talk me through Dollar Bill, because this really surprises me, but I haven't had a Dollar Bill beer this year. There you go. I've probably bought 10. <laughs> um, I've had a couple of parlays and was really yep. impressed with them and just generally I think you gave me the two beers I've had from them by the looks of them <laughs> I had one in I had them both in um, Mount Gambia okay um, and yeah and I had a lot of stuff very late last year yep um, I think yeah so I think my thinking is just that we probably don't give them enough recognition generally. I wouldn't be too upset if we got rid of them just purely because we haven't had enough yeah. almost. Yeah. Um, um, that's almost one we need to revisit yeah. next year. Almost a note to ourselves, drink more Dollar Bill. Because I remember we had Learned to Breathe at We game. had Learned to Breathe and Black is Beautiful yeah. and a parlay in like... Weeks week. towards yeah. very late last year, and, and they think, were awesome. Yeah, and then yeah, so you gave me a couple, I think, for Christmas, and I drank them both from Mount Gambier, and that was kind of I was looking at my highest rated stuff for the year, and they were both right up there. God, I'm a good friend. Aren't yeah, you? <laughs> you are, you are. Um, 
you can give me some more of your leftover dollar bills for Christmas this year. Ah, <laughs> oh, fantastic. Um, this is but no, that's, that's fine. I'm happy enough with that. Um, yeah. So just where we're at now, we've got um, La Serene, Hawkers, Hop Nation and Deeds, Deeds going through. And we have got rid of Hepburn Springs, Bent Spoke, Banks and Dollar Bill. So we've got four and four. Yep. Uh, so you got, what have we got then? 17 sitting in the mist. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to say, this is a really weird reason to say that this should go through. Um, I think Stomping Grounds, Sky Park, their new hazy pale ale is going to be like the beer of the summer. Um, it's news to me. What is it? <laughs> um, so it's their new, it was on tap at, I had it. Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, very new, like this week. Yep. Um, hazy Aussie Pale Ale. Yep. It's clearly like their new summer thing. Really, really aggressively hoppy for a very mainstream beer. Good. Uh, like 4.5% just ticks all the boxes, and I have a feeling it is going to be big. Um, and apart from that, something else to really good stuff. I They don't make a bad beer. Yeah. And I think that's a good enough reason to send them. And you would have drank more than I have this year but this is that was what I was saying bit of a weird reason for me to bring them up but I just have a feeling we, we won't regret it if we put them on the tin yeah they're tied for third for my, the most beers I've had from a brewery yeah um, I love them I think that Gip Street is one of the best sort of American pails yeah going around floating around I really like their lager they've got some absolute bangers this year Belgian Golden Strong is I don't know why it hasn't turned up in a can yet. It could be just working on sugar yeah, stuff. Non-explosion. But that thing is amazing on tap. It's 10%, which is, and drinks like it's, you know, it, well, it drinks like a triple. It's a Belgian, you know exactly, yeah, yeah. you know what you're getting into. But, oh my God, it, it's as good as Duvel. It's stunning. That's that's a big call, especially from you, and I'm, yeah, I think that's that's enough to put on there. But I think, yeah, a lot of the Into the Woods stuff I remember you've been speaking highly of. The rye whiskey one, which is in gospel barrels, that's incredible. You had their Oktoberfest pack too, didn't yep, you? Yeah, I did. Um, With their very good pork knuckle, they so they, they can just do every style and do it well. Yeah. Even that Nectaron beer we talked about a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think... Weirdly enough, and you may discredit any beer of theirs, I'm not a big fan of his Hop Stomper just because I think there's a lot of better core range IPAs out there. Agreed. And it's quite an expensive pack. I did enjoy it on tap. It's fine. It's fine. It's not a bad beer, but I do think it's their weak link of their core range if I had to pick one. Oh, um, absolutely. But that's not to say it's bad. What is their core range? Gips, Hop Stomper and Lager? Laneway Lager? And Smashes. Oh, and Smash. Yeah, which are very nice. Yeah, they are. Um, yeah, let's send them through. Yep, cool. No trouble from my end. Well, you'd hope not, yeah, since you proposed it. it. But yeah, big, big Sky Park, or whatever it's called. See, it's so new, I don't even know what it's called. Uh, two, two rupees. Um, I think I put them on the list, but I'm happy to kill them. It was more putting them in there as a bookmark for next year. I reckon they're going to have a big year. Yeah, it's funny, because like I almost didn't put them on because of bias, because they're my yep. closest brewery, but... I'm almost like wanting to keep them on there now that you've put them on there. So can we put, you put them in the maybe pile? Put them pile? in the maybe pile. Because I think there's a good discussion to have there about some of the quality of their stuff. Yes. Um, I, I, as I said earlier in the year, Director's Cut is one of the best New England pails around. Yeah. Um, and I think, I don't know, I've had a couple of good times this, there, this year. And I just think there's probably almost enough that we can um, 
We'll just talk about it. Yep, yep, I like it. I thought that was an easy kill for us, didn't it? Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Got that here. Easy for you. All right, um, talk me through innate. Um, I put them on there. One, because we... I Actually, before we were looking for interstate ones, I put them on there. I've had quite a few good beers from them this year. Um, Favourites included just their core range IPA. Their Brutal Truth, which was another IPA of theirs. I think it also might be core range. You know, bold to go too uh, no. cores. We love it, though. Uh, and a couple of... There was an Aussie IPA, which was okay. Uh, an Imperial IPA that was very good. And a Czech Pills. Mm. A couple of core range IPAs and a Pilsner. All pretty good. Interstate. It's a very it's a very uh, Angus core range. It is. I, in fairness, I haven't had one since May. So it was clearly an early in the year thing. They were all from McCoppins, so I doubt there's much sort of wider distribution. Yeah, well, my... my I love the idea of it. My issue is I've never had one of their beers before. Kill it is. Goodbye, Innate. I'm sorry. It's Dylan's fault. Yeah, no. and bigger distribution. Yeah. Um, I, and that's that's more like... I have a really hard time just thinking how this top ten discussion is going to go unless you are super passionate about them. So that's kind of I, I don't think I can be super passionate about that one. Yeah, yeah. I can't... Uh, it was good. It's not that good. If yeah. that makes sense. No, no, I, I understand. I think, um, yeah, right there... Uh, Make me the case for Holgate. Um, so Holgate this year, um, I've been discovering a couple of. I mean, it's it's let's let's be honest. It's primarily sour Brett ale. Yes. But I was pretty impressed with the stuff we had there. Yep. Um, Road trip is probably like a real forgotten gem for us that we should probably drink more of. Road trip was good, wasn't it? Yeah, and I think it's just sort of one of those things where I know they're there. We constantly talk about how their their age stuff, um, like their quads yep. and their, you know, had their sour bread and their bread, sour bread this year, probably two of the best beers I had this year. Yep. Um, I just feel like we talk about them a bit in sort of, you know, these, put them on a lofty pedestal and don't really put our money where our mouth is. That was kind of my thinking. Let's put them in the maybes and we'll bring them, yeah. bring them back it's to def- the... It's definitely not definite for I, me either. But road trip is... Is where you almost convinced me. <laughs> almost. I really enjoyed that road trip we had the other day. Mm. And like that brown ale on, on the hand pump. Yeah. Really nice. It helps when you go to the brewery. But um, the thing that I think they lose marks though equally because they didn't have any love all in the fridge apparently. Yes. Yeah. That, that's um, yeah. In terms of physical uh, venue sort of problems. I versus... don't understand why you push multiple NAs. And also if you go into their uh, visitor center around the corner. They had even like the sports drink one and stuff. Yeah, there. I'm choosing to give them cut a the new, cut the new girl some possibly slack. a new girl from <laughs> who clearly was struggling a little bit. Um, I'm happy to kill Blackman's because I probably was the one who wanted to have them on there. I didn't have them on there. I don't know how much of their stuff I had. Let me have a quick look here. I have had very few of their beers this year, but I enjoyed all of them. A lot. I think they make really good stuff and they keep getting better every year. Needs more Amarillo, I was all about early in the year. Happy Tears West Coast. Again, mm. that's a very me beer. Yeah. Why was I drinking 7.5% pints at the Cherry Tree, Dylan? 
probably because uh, I was at the cherry tree with you. With Dylan, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's actually just clicked. <laughs> the the answer is in the question. <laughs> and um, I really liked Ernie, which was the tropical hazy. Yeah, uh, yeah, which I think I gave you, and it's like part of my reason. So yeah, um, let's run through it. It's a big IPA thing. Um, Reginald, super yeah. underrated beer. Drank a bit of that this year. I Should love double Reggie or double Reginald. Yeah. That great beer. Yeah, I didn't buy it this year for some reason. Happy Tears is nice. Needs More Idaho 7 I yeah. had. Really yeah. like that. I'm all about that Needs More series. It's really good. Yeah, definitely underrated. Ernie, really solid. I just think everything I had was basically a pale ale on IPA. Not necessarily a bad thing, but I think they deserve a shout-out. I don't know if they make 10. I don't think they quite make the 10. They're probably 11th, though. Mm. Well done, Blackmans, but you are dead. Yeah, excellent like consistency though. Like, I do want to try and get back to them next year at mm. some point. So um, happy yeah. to go back to Geelong yeah. anytime. Yeah, good. Especially now that my family lives down there. Well, that does make life easier. That's though. handy, isn't it? But we're going to have to go save that Airbnb again. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Jack. Dylan can't come. Yeah. <laughs> I will just just tell her to go on holiday and we'll use that. Are you Um. I reckon... Sorry, no, I just did one. Mm. I got another one. Go. Uh, I reckon Molly Rose goes through. I do as well. Almost on the strength of non-alcoholic stuff. That's why I put it there. Yeah. I put it there, and I put Hop Nation there. The thing that tipped me over the edge on Hop Nation was the non-alc stuff. Mm. Molly Rose, you're going through to the 10. We can have a good chat about them there. Mm. So um, uh, we got we got six in the ten, and we got we got six killed. Six killed, six in the ten. Lovely. We're doing this nicely without meaning to. Yeah. Um. I want um. I want to put Burnley in the talk about in a bit moment. Yeah, sure. Let's put him in the maybe part. Yeah. I think there's a discussion to be had there. I have a kind of big one. Yep. Um. That I'm happy for you to disagree with. To know about mountain culture this year. A bit of a not a, not necessarily a bank scenario, and honestly, because they're throwing a relish beer festival, I'm tempted to just put them number one and call it a day. Um, but but we didn't get free tickets still. So. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe we can edit this, and it's like, and then it's like maybe I got a controversial one. Mountain <laughs> have won the award. Um, yeah, no, I just I just feel like this year um, was just not quite as good. I feel like. It gets harder for them, for a brewery like them, as I they expand. I think they also were, were focused on expanding. They yeah. didn't put as much stuff out to Melbourne that was easy to get. And, like, I just... I mean, it's probably partially my fault for not ordering as much. No, agreed. Um, but I feel like a lot of the beers people were talking about were kind of the stuff they'd released and then rebrewed rather it, than the new stuff. That's exactly what I was about to say. If I look at what mine top-rated ones are, they're Double Red, which is definitely... Which is original. Yeah. Be Kind Rewind, which is very early. And Hill People Milk. Which is very early. Which is very Possibly early. their first oat cream IPA. Um, so I think the first new one from them I had is Garden Snake, which I enjoyed. I think the obvious distinction we do have to make is that people will say, oh, with all these other breweries, they really sold stuff. But you got Banks and Deeds and um, Mountain Culture are very much hype breweries yeah. who operate on more of a limited release schedule. Exactly. Banks we killed because of their limited stuff. Yeah, I think year. Mountain Culture lives... And I'm, I'm, I love Mountain Culture. Like, I'm not... Yep. This is not a slight against them whatsoever. Um, I'm just thinking, if we have that discussion in the top ten, is there going to be any passion? Is there going to be any energy for them? Let's put them in the maybe, yep. just because of what's in the maybe. You know? Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Maybe we end up with them seeking, and maybe they just die. No, so currently, we'll just 
for my benefit as much as anything else. Um, King River, exit two rupees, whole gate, um, Burnley and Mountain Culture sit in the maybes. Yeah. Which amazingly leaves us with six in every category. Seven yeah. we haven't discussed. And we haven't even meant this. Right, so what have we, what have, what's some stuff, um, what about other side? Is there a, a strong argument? I don't have a strong argument. They started off the year very well for me. I had, I think, three or four in January and just loved all of them. Again, it's all sort of, it's all Angus beers. And I think that's why, you know, there was a double red. There was a, du- a West Coast double IPA. There was a English barley wine and an Amberano stout, which I think was actually left over from the Carlin. Yeah, yeah. Thing. I loved all of them. I'm not passionate enough about it. I need to order more of their beer. I really, I haven't had another side beer this year, and again, that's the yeah. Again, it's a, it's a Dylan problem, but it's it's very much. I like other side a lot, um, and I really enjoy their stuff generally. Yeah. So like, I wouldn't have been against it, but just whether you've got the passion to push them through, I'm not going to push them through off four beers. Yeah. Cool. Um. I think, though, that what this is saying is that we need to order some other side stuff. Yes. For next year. Yeah, other side and what was the other one we discussed? Dollar bill. Yes, yes, yes. Um, more interesting one that I'm more open to, despite not having a lot of them, is your Yep, that, I'm pushing them through. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And I'm happy with that. We don't really, we don't have to talk about them. We can talk about them in a bit. Content. Let's not waste the, uh, no, no, the good fine. content <laughs> now. Yeah. I'm um, no happy with that. I just um, it was kind of like they were both sort of similar, but your Adler have actually had a couple of, and I'm more more than happy for them to go through based on the quality. Um, Let's talk about future mountains. Yeah, and I probably I'd lean more towards them going in than not. I'm happy for them to go in. Um, At the moment, I'm happy for them to go in. We've both drank quite a bit of their stuff. It's yep. all pretty good. It's all very much in our air, in our wheelhouse. Good away array of styles. Yeah, it's not their fault they pick bad food trucks to have at their places. Ah, oh. <laughs> oh, didn't don't bring um, that up again. <laughs> but the fact you can go into the brewery, order a seven fifty for under twenty bucks. Yeah, have it on the table. Uh, and a being price. a three percent table beer, mm. so when you order the dumb shit, then there's a little table beer there. Yeah, and you don't absolutely write yourself but off. You're gonna, you're gonna have the uh, the sparkling water, still water, or the table beer thing. They don't actually say that, but if they did, that'd be again. It's another one of those things where you come get to our one fu- come to our future brewery, yeah. which just has table beer instead of soda water. Um, okay, so do you think we can push them through? I'm, or do you want to have a? I think I'm pretty Let's comfortable push them through. having them in this. Let's discussion. push them through, which I think leaves two spots. Yeah, it's a future mountain for us to climb. I think this ordering is ten. Um, oh. Two spots left. What haven't we discussed yet? We haven't discussed Wolf of the Willows, Range, Dainton, Sobermesso. I think that's it. Okay, let's do this alphabetically. It makes my life easier. So let's go Dainton. Yep. Um, Why do you want Dainton? Dainton, well, uh, let's say, have you had any Dainton stuff this year? I've had five. Okay. So Dainton has, weirdly enough, of all things, become my go-to... Session slash IPA brewery. Mm-hmm. Um, you, we just had one before. We did. And it was very um, nice. They do a pale ale for IGA only, which is thirteen dollars a four pack and is a banger. Um, Around the corner from your house. Yes, that does help. Uh, Blood Orange Neeper, always good. Really enjoyed it this year. Overdrive West Coast IPA. I really liked Overdrive. Yeah, um, that I think one of the better West Coasts I had this year. 
Um, I just think a Dayton, another one I probably don't give a lot of love to. Yep. I drank a lot of Dayton this year. I, yeah, I just really enjoyed them this year and they were probably, for me, like if it was a personal top 10, top 10 list, they'd be there about like in the top five, I think. Yeah, wow. Um, just because of how much I drank them. Yep, yep. Um, generally, it's a good indication of how good a brewery is if you drink a lot of their stuff. Very or fair. Or at least how, this was much more of a four-pack year for me and it's they definitely been a four-pack brewery. Yep. I didn't love their Pilsner, the All-Sars. Mm, didn't have it. Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't Don't love think. a Choctaw Espresso Mocha Stout, which <laughs> that's a Dayton beer. That's a that's very much a Dayton beer. God, it was a nine percent double. Like, so you didn't love that? Didn't love that. Didn't love it. Which I find interesting. Did like all the hoppy stuff. Well, let's put them in this little discussion. For yeah. these last few spots. We'll just make things harder for ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Well, it, but in a way easier. Because yeah. then we've got this and we've got we've got two out of this list almost. That's true. Um, so uh, range is next. Yep, so range. I'd be pretty happy with them going through the ten. You're happy with them to go through? I think so. I think I'm happy with them to go through. That's nice. I have had one, two, three, four, five, six, I think seven, if we're both eight. happy... Sorry, I don't not to interrupt, but we can both just put it through and we can discuss this yeah. further. If I, I've had ten of their beers that I gave 4.25 or above. Oh, yeah, that's... They've got to go. That's a bit of a... They've got to go through. Uh, Sobermessa. I'm happy for them to be killed now. I put them in there because I thought we need to give them some love. Definitely. Um, the unicorn I had was tasting a lot better. I didn't have the one you really liked, unfortunately. Introspection? Yeah, didn't have that. That was a banger. Absolute banger. Let me find um, what I actually said about it. But yeah, the unicorn we had, I remember we spoke about it in the podcast and we're like, this is interesting. Had it this year. I'm like, get it now. Totally understand what they're having. Glad that we, there was two separate bottles kicking around. Um, but yeah, didn't really have a lot of their stuff this year. A lot of stuff I wanted to, but couldn't find easily. Didn't want to make an order. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I get all of my stuff from them from Otters. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Having moved away from Otters this year, the only bad part about moving away. Well, they, have, they do butter all bottles, of, especially these little ones. That's the other thing, too. They've probably only released five beers this year. Yeah, uh, no, no, I think they've released quite a lot. Okay. Um, but it's like they put like 50 bottles out into the wild sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so introspection was the barrel fermented saison, which was aged on yellow peaches. Ooh. Uh, carbonic maceration for a week, 10% cut in half, and the rest left whole at 295 grams a litre. That's, that's nice. Racked four-month-old barrel fermented saison on top and left to condition for eight weeks. It, it all sounds pretty good to me. And my comments at the time, this is one of my favourite beers of the year, Funky Bretty Horse Loads of Stone Fruit, which is um, I reckon, hard to go wrong. I'm going to say that I reckon I'm probably closer to being, not that, not that it's pissing contest, but just in terms of putting them in here, they've only released 11 beers. Through their lifetime. Goodbye, Sobremessa. Yeah, um, just because it gets harder to put them on there. Although, having said that, they're all pretty much averaging like four. Yeah, um, good. Yeah, uh, yeah. Nah, kill them. We've made the decision to kill. Yeah. Look, that, at this stage, it's it's too difficult to keep them on. Decisions, there. difficult decisions need to be made here. Um, Wolf of the Willows, uh, I'm just going to say my piece first. I would have them as kill. Yep. Um, I like their stuff a lot. When we went there the other week, Nothing really blew me away, yep. and we had a we had a few beers. Um, no, it was all doesn't pretty, sound like us. It was all pretty good, but like I don't know. Persistence is pretty spectacular. Yep, that was good. 
Uh, XPA is just a brilliant beer, but I don't think they've quite done enough for the 10. Yeah. Um, venue's nice. Yeah. Had a, had a good time, of course, and that, you know, the core yeah. about XPA remains one of the best pale ales in Australia. Yeah. Um, but just, yeah. Despite people clearly not understanding with its untapped average of 3.6. Um, yeah. People are idiots. Doesn't taste like Bolton. <laughs> Um, well, no, that's, that's probably the problem, Dylan. Yeah. Uh, look, I think uh, we love Wolf Willows. We yeah. talk about them a lot. I think it's yeah. I think it's fair that they don't go through, uh, but they're very given close. the competition, especially it gets harder to keep to argue. All right, I think that should have us at. Do we have Wildflower on this list? Yeah, somewhere. <laughs> For some reason, they don't get written down. Okay, so it's now of twenty six. Yeah. Okay. Well. This uh, makes it a lot harder. Ready for my controversial opinion? Uh, yeah. They don't go through. Yeah. I've had three. I'm strongly the opposite direction. Yeah, good. I've had um, three of their beers for the year. I've had the Hive, which yep. was the... Honey one with um, Marston's Wild Honey. Why did I have it at the farm? Must be with Richo. <laughs> <laughs> you bought it for Richo, I think. I did. Ah, did we just drink that at Dave's thing? That would make sense. Dime a dozen I enjoyed with the apricot lager. That we talked about earlier, and how's the serenity the Australian sparkling ale? I don't know if I was in the best condition to, uh, you know, discuss that. We liked it though. Yeah, I cracked it. We cracked it at two twenty in the morning. <laughs> yeah, but I think it was enjoyable. Yeah. Um, I've drank a lot of wildflower this year. Yeah. Um, a lot of table beer. I feel like I bought a lot of amber ale. Maybe I still have all of that. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think. I feel like we were both pretty hot on Diamond Dozen at the time. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the argument I guess you could make against them is that stuff we had is stuff that they've released previously for the most part. But then look at the new stuff. Diamond Dozen, Hive, mm. Wattle Drops, uh, Houses Serenity. Mm. In terms of like the mindset behind it where it's like Houses Serenity being a wild Australian sparkling ale and it's really hard not to get around that. It is. Um, and I still maintain that, you know, one of the the 10 best breweries in Australia. Well, what if we just bump them to the maybe and now we pick one from the maybe? Or do you want to send them straight through? Uh, and ditch the maybes? Well, the maybes are have, out of the list. Let's have a discussion, I guess. Is there anything in the maybes you really are like keen on? Um, so let's go through. What, what is the list of the maybes? So if we include Wildflower, it's Wildflower, King River, Exit, Two Rupees, Holgate, Burnley, Mountain Culture, and Dainton. Okay. Now, if we do this just in free form, I'm happy to kill Mountain Culture. Yeah, it's difficult to... If it's between Mountain Culture and Wildflower. That's right. Yeah. Um, well, Burnley we were going to discuss, so let's discuss Burnley very briefly. Sure. Um, I may have drank the most beers by Burnley of any brewery this year, but I don't think any of them blew my socks off. Mm, I really like the Doppelbock. Yep, which was in, I assume it was in the... I uh, think so, yeah. The thing. Uh, and yeah, other than that, it's Pills and Vienna Lager that I really enjoyed. Which we kind of give them points for every year. And everything else is sort of... This is a good example. It's not mind-blowing. Yeah. I do think their Kolsch was very good. Um, I didn't love the Kolsch. Don't know why. Interesting. Um, I liked the Lichtenheiner. I had that the other day. Yep. I liked the Schwarzbier a lot. Yeah, Schwarzfield's good. I did think the Wheaty stuff wasn't super great. No, no, it wasn't. Which is disappointing, given what they're going for. So I reckon props to Burnley, but they're dead. Yeah, it's hard to argue for them. Yeah, they're dead. 
I don't think we can argue for Holgate in this scenario. No, probably not. Um, two rupees. Mm-hmm. I think. I think I was saying that we don't send them through, but it's more of a shout out for. I think they're one to watch for next year. Yeah, let's 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 put them as one to watch. I'm just thinking they're not going to hang in the top ten. No, if we push them through. No, I don't think so. I think King River the same. Yeah, probably. Which just leaves us with Exit, Dainton, and Wildflower. You were hot on Exit. Yeah, Dainton can go. Dainton can go. Um, so Exit or Wildflower, Dylan? Wild. I'm almost happy to let you make this call. <laughs> I think Wildflower. Wildflower. Wildflower yeah. it is. Sorry, Exit. Um, yeah. Almost annoyed that Wildflower got kept out of the list for some reason because that would have been, you know, a more interesting discussion perhaps. But I do think that, yeah... Um, I think you certainly say Exit and Dayton would have made a personal top 10. Yep. Um, but otherwise, I'm fairly happy with that. So, I'm going to read out the 10 unordered as it stands. Yep. So, it's La Serene. Yep. Hawkers. Yep. Hop Nation. Yep. Deeds. Stomping Ground. Molly Rose. Euradler. Future Mountain. Range. And Wildflower. Great. It's a nice... It's good 10 good breweries. We've done, we've done well here. Yeah. Um, and we'll be back to talk that out. Alright, and we are back. This is the moment of truth, if a moment is can last a little bit of time, because that's probably what this will take. But we've got our final 10. Um, as we've timestamped this, and you may have just jumped to this period, I'll get you to run through our 10 that we're going to order once more. Yep, in no particular order. We've got La Serene, Hawkers, Hop Nation, Deeds, Stomping Ground, Molly Rose, Euradler, Future Mountain, Range, and Wildflower. Sounds like a good night. It does, doesn't it? Sounds like something we've probably done. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, this is, again, it's going to be fairly free form. I think we're just going to end up with a top 10. Yep. Yep. Are we... Is the plan just to cut from the off? Or what are we I doing? don't necessarily think so. I think, I think the way that this can work is you can suggest a spot or a range. I think we can pretty much how, do it how we want, but I think if you think... If you've got feel as you look at something and you think that sounds like a five, then mm. we can make a tentative list, I think, and then move things as needed. Like um, I think it's very freeform. In the end, I guess we just need to come up with a ten. Yes, yeah. and I think I think the quicker we can get a loose structure in, perhaps the better. So wh- whatever comes to mind, I think is 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 sort of um, how we're going to do it. And I think. You know, on that kind of note, I'm going to say Euradler feels like an 8 to 10. It does. Um, yeah. Mostly my fault, I will say. Mm-hmm. Um, I only had a couple. I had Sun Spells and one other and liked them both a lot. I've had 10 from them this year. All in, admittedly in the hazy... I thought they do. Rain, hazy, impale. Oh no, American IPA. Oh no, I found one, Dylan. I found a red ale. It's a straight hiding. Yeah. 4.8% amber ale. You don't see many of those anymore. Um, but spread across the year, 10 of them, all of them rated 4 or above. Mm. It's a pretty compelling case for me for them to make the 10. Yep. Just looking at what else we've got, I sort of agree that we're in that sort of 8 to 10 range. Okay. And I think that in that 8 to 10 range, we can probably also put Molly Rose. Yeah, I agree. Just because I think what got them there 
I would even perhaps go as far as to say I'd put Molly Rose at 10. Um, I think yeah, I'm happy with that, actually. I would probably fight harder for everything else. And I think we both know, we both like Molly Rose quite a bit. Yeah. I had some a couple of good things from them. Um, Romper was a nice IPA. So yeah. was Spotlight yeah, on one of those Skylight HBC ones. Uh, Lager number something or other. Yeah. Um, Citra Citra, the non-alk. Strawberry Sublime, the non-alk. Yeah, which I think is the reason it gets over the line because they're the two. And East of Kent, the English uh, pale. Mm, that Three, was nice. 3.8% English pale. Um, their Christmas beer last year, which I think wouldn't have been discussed last year because they had it after, was yeah. um, really, really nice too. Um, that sort of orange blossom and blueberry, I think. Something they do. Like they do some really fun stuff. Their best stuff is their their age stuff, but I do like that they're moving more into sort of doing clean IPAs and stuff too. You sort of have to now that you're not a, you know, a little barrel room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now that you've got, you know, I don't know, hundred people. Yeah, I'm pretty confident. Um, like happy with them being at ten though, like that. Yeah, they're in ten. They're on the official list now. Dylan. Passes the gut feel test. Um, any thoughts from you? I think that Hawkers are going to be in my top two. Okay. I think. I don't know yet. Yep. Um, well, I think they'll probably be my top five. Yep, cool. That's good. So they're just in the top half. We'll put them one to five. And I think their range is around there, yeah. Um, is that, so we've got an eight to ten. Can we... Get another eight to ten is the question. Yeah, can I, can I suggest how do we feel about... A hypothetical of Future Mountain 8, Uradla 9, Molly Rose 10. I'm not against that, because I think Future Mountain was your one you were pushing for quite hard. I think we both were, but I think that the Wild Flower thing's really blindsided me a bit, because that's a, <laughs> that's a big one for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, probably the best beer I had from them this year was Pirouette, which was a sour... I think my favourite was Incantation, I want to say. That's the table beer. Yeah. And I think these are all on the same day. Probably, yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't had their new clear bottle ones. <laughs> I, I, I've just had a look, and a lot of these check-ins seem to be on the 6th of February, Dylan. <laughs> very, very close together. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm guessing they were what we did. Yes, but um, I do think that in general, Future Mountain do good stuff. I'm happy to sort of give them some recognition. And, yep. Yeah. I think they can go in at... Nine? Nine. Yeah, um, as, as long as that works for you. I think your Uradler ratings and spread and stuff... I think Uradler at eight, and that is fine. Yep. Um, we'll cross them off, we'll cross them off, and we'll cross them off. So, if I was to ask you who you thought had a better year, Deeds or Range, who would you say? Shooting from the hip, probably Deeds, but yep. I reckon if I checked, it might be Range in yep. terms of ratings and how much I enjoyed stuff. I reckon I'm forgetting a few things from Range, but um, Deeds were more like ubiquitous. I couldn't really escape them in and a good way. The tap room's good. Yeah, although so is Ranges. That's true. The Juice Factory is one of our friends. Yeah, yeah. The, the OJ it. Bar, yeah. Likes it to be known as. Um, I had more beers from Deeds that blew me away than Range. Yes, I don't think that's that's an unfair way to put it. I feel that Deeds's sort of more rounded range helps. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Ranges do some good lagers, um, but they 
Yeah. Well, I can only think... I've only had the Italian Pilsner this year, as far as I can tell. I think I had... I've had Quench. Crisp or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've had Quench, which is 3.3% lager. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, look, I think, I think the roundedness is good. They're definitely pretty close. They'd be like a... I'm almost thinking that they're seven and six. Look, I can get around it. Unless we're going to bump deeds a little higher, but that's sort of my thinking, roughly where we're yeah. on here. Because I feel like you're going to push Wildflower into the five. Maybe not, though. I mean, I kind of have like a feeling like, I don't know if Stomping Ground goes that high for me. Yeah, right. So I'd almost like... Can I make a good case of Stomping Ground? No, I reckon Stomping Ground can be anywhere, can possibly... I would have Stomping Down above Deeds, and I could make the case that it could be above range. Okay. No, no, the other way around. Deeds deeds above Stomping Ground. Yep. For sure. But range... Range, I'm happy either way. Um, I think that Stomping Ground, you know, have done what they always do. Everything's very good. It does sound like they went up another level with the Into the Wood sort of stuff for you this year. Yes. I do remember some sort of things you were saying about them were sort of like they've taken the next step. Yeah. Um, uh, but then, almost since then, though, you've seen a lot less of everything. Yeah, yeah. I'm probably getting ready to reopen hospitality. I think so. A bit more. Um, the German stuff was good without being, like, excellent, you know? Well, I'm happy for you to pick... One of range or stomping ground and put him at seven, and then I'm happy for wildflower to go at six. Which would have stomping ground in the five. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. One of if you want to have stomping ground above range, yeah. Um, and then does Hop Nation go ahead of? I feel it starts to get very nebulous if we do too many positions at once. So, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, well, I think I can... Can I... Stomping around in range. Where's my range start? I can probably even... We can probably even have a wildflower at seven if you're not particularly passionate about them, really. I just haven't had enough this year. Yeah. I think in, very much in your Uradler thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I've had three. And I think that's probably fair. If if we put Uradler at eight, then I'm happy for wildflower to go at seven. I think well, that's... Wildflower if I'm going to be fighting for it mostly, I think... I love the, like the honey collaborations. Love they're like collaborating yep. more with local producers. Their fruit beers remain great. Um, the table beer is you know something I keep meaning to buy a slab of. It's such a cool thing to have. Yeah, such a cool thing to have a beer under three percent that's so complex and interesting and changes every batch. Um, but yeah, like realistically, um, in terms of how much we've had them, let's let's make the conversation simpler. Love it. We're gonna put stumping ground at six. Okay. Um, I can't quite make the case for consistent excellence. Like, consistent, yeah. very good being better than mostly, like, excellence and, you know, mostly I understand. good. Yeah, yeah. Um, how are we, how's the gut feel about Pop Nation? They, they're sort of the other one that jumps out at me like a... Gut feel is they've had a good year. Yeah, I do agree. And it's been a pretty consistently good year. Yeah. I love The Buzz, The Red Out. Yep. I love Melbourne Fop. Yep. I love Rattenhood. And I love Fresh as, Fresh as a Daisy. That's a 
non-popular ale, a yep. very popular ale, a lager, and a non-alc. Yeah. That's a pretty impressive little first four. Then things like I enjoyed Walking Between Raindrops, which is the ha- new, newish hazy. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't love a lot of the other limiteds, now that I'm looking at it. I, I, I'm in a really weird spot where I've said this before, but I often think that their hazies are a bit overrated. Yeah, um, I had their... So I've had a few sort of weirder ones from this year, um, like a... Um, I'm going to forget what it's called. Um, Zombie Pop Imperial Raspberry Sour, which was actually oh, I saw quite that. nice. Um, not really in my wheelhouse, but I, that's probably almost a tick for them because I don't really like Imperial Sours yep. and stuff. Um, I had um, Gaining Momentum, which was their cold IPA. I had that as well. I didn't think that was amazing. No, but that's probably more to do with the style. Yeah, of yeah, that's very true. Um, and sorry, did you just go, did you say Rattenhorns? I did. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I thought you did, just want to make sure. Obviously, that's a big tick from me. Um, I drank more, I drank a weird amount of The Damned this year, which um, really? I'm usually not super keen on, but I've come around on a bit this year. I have one at Atticus Finch. I really liked it. Mm, you it's, know, it's a yeah, nice beer. It's a nice tap beer, especially. Yeah. Um, um, things I don't like about them, I think yeah. they use Sabro a bit too much. Yeah. You bothers know? me less. Yeah. But, um, yeah, understandable. I, I think they're getting better at it. You know, like, they're less... It's all about the level of Sabro use. It's a very interesting hop, but, yeah, there's the, the desire to overuse it because it's new and cool and stuff, but it's so easy to overdo, unlike most hops. Yep. Um, yeah, I think I think that an alcoholic stuff definitely deserves an extra tick as well. Um, yeah, it's... This is a tricky one. I think that they go above. I think they go just above range for me. See, I I wouldn't. You go the other way. Yeah, I I was almost bringing them up because my feel is that they're almost a five just from what we've been talking about. But I more think that I'm not sure that range is in is a top four beer. But I suppose one of them has to be. Yeah, well, it's interesting. I mean, that they're all. Um, well, let, let's let's have let's do the old range chat then. All right, let's go through range. Um, I enjoyed my one visit to the juice factory this year. Yep. Um, I had a, more of their beers than I thought I did. You know, which is always a good sign that they've had a good year. I had about fifteen or so, ten, fifteen. Yeah. I had thirty, but I'm not sure how many double ups are in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Because I definitely had quite a few Kulachinos, which was that Italian Pilsner, which I thought they did really well. Yep. Um, had quite a few Orbits, which I think were a mid-strength pale. Yeah, great beer. Um, my thing with them is that I think a lot of their beers are basically the same beer. I think that was an argument I would have agreed with more in the past. Yep. I don't disagree when you read their like email and stuff, it's like, oh, you're doing the same thing again. Yeah. But I do think when you go there and when you look at their list, um, it's a bit more interesting. They do a surprising amount. Like I was looking this week and I'm like, they've got one IPA, they've got like two lagers and two sours and as their weekly releases. And it's right. like, I'm looking at some of the stuff I had, uh, lychee and pineapple sour, which is a yep. strength one. I really like that. They just execute the fruit really well right around the clock, which is a really good oatmeal stout. Yeah. 
Um, Don't Mind If I Do, which was like a New World hopped lager, which I really liked. We've um, had very different range experiences this year, mm. which is interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I almost don't get their big hazies. I almost go for their other stuff because I think yeah, they're doing really right. well. Although I will say Table for Ten was an awesome uh, New England pale. Yep, I enjoyed that. Um, and I'm just trying to look. Uh, Daywave I really liked in terms of their hazy stuff, um, which was more of sort of like a herbal, fruity thing. Didn't have that one. Um, which is interesting. They've released a lot of beers. They they have released a lot of beers, as we're seeing, because we've us both having a lot of not really overlapping much is interesting. Yeah, yeah. I thought I, I've had one of their weightless ones, which is the Imperial. Yeah, see, I didn't have any of numbers. Those. Yeah, that was good. Um, yeah, I reckon Range had a pretty good. Year. I think they've had a better. The more I look at the data, the more I go. Yeah, very interesting. That like when we both sort of say different things, so that kind of convinces me more. Yeah, that it, we've had a good year. They've had a good year. All right, I'm happy. So let's put Hop Nation in at five. Is I think what we've just. Uh, I think that's what this conversation sounds like comes out at. Um. So this leaves us with the top four to go. With Range, Deeds, Hawkers, and La Serene. Mm. Um, right, let's have a chat about La Serene. Yeah. So, La Serene... One of my favourite topics, Dylan. Yes, we'd love to talk about it. Um, they had another another really good year. I would argue it's not as good as last year, but yeah, it's still pretty fucking good. <laughs> um, supernaturally, yep. um, I actually didn't like the Peach and Raspberry that much. I gave it a four. It's still a good beer. It's just not as good as most of their stuff. Yeah, I I just kind of thought it was a bit below. I thought the plum yep. one was fantastic. The plum one was out of this world. Good. Yeah. Um, Beyond Peach is so cool, having a six-year-old. <laughs> and it released in these weirdly affordable cans. Yeah, they're um, like six bucks or something. Stupid. Yeah, yeah. Um, normal Saison remains fantastic. Um, I'm just, yeah, um, obviously we both sort of, Wax Lyrical about Age and Beauty, um, which was definitely the best of their things I had this year, I think. Oh, it was just stunning, wasn't it? Yeah. I really like Lemon and Lime, the little zested can they did. It was yep. really good. Um, but in general, I think it was a, again, a couple excellent releases, especially earlier in the year, but then sort of... Did you have Convergence? No. Okay, Convergence is pretty special. Um, the one thing I, I will agree with is that I think a lot of it the stuff that I've had this year that I thought was excellent was previous year's stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, I reckon that uh, Age and Beauty had it very early in the year. I assume that was probably a They're old. release from last year. They're old. Earlier, yeah. As is Time and Place, which I also had. Um, all the core stuff. Yeah. Um, so where do you... Where do they rank, though, is the question. It's still probably two or three, if... But, like, it's... I just... I'm not sure if... It's not, like, super clear this is the number one brewery. And I don't think there is one this year, really, like last year. Um, I guess I just want to have the discussion to see are we thinking that they go back-to-back and it kind of sounds like probably not. Well, I'm going to make the case that Hawkers should take out the title. Yeah, and that'll that'll be... um, I mean, I think they're probably... They're obviously going to be top three, I think. Yep. Um, And then where that ends up um, I think we can talk about um, 
All right, so then if we say, what are we thinking for four? Is it, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking kind of like deeds by the chat, but like... Oh, I think, didn't we just think that deeds had a better year than range earlier? Yeah, but then we talked about range. Yeah, okay. like, Well, do we need to talk about deeds again? Maybe, but... Um, if I look at my deeds stuff, it is Fiery Gates of Hellas dominates it. You know, which is good and bad. Yeah. Range of actually, looking at this, if I took it objectively, range of probably had a better year than deeds. I think it's sort of like... I wouldn't have thought so, but then you look at it, and I'm really impressed by how different the stuff we've had is. And like, whereas our D's stuff, I think, is going to be quite similar. Yeah, yeah. I love Firegate Tellers, Taproom Number One. Yeah. Um, Carwin exclusive Pilsner yeah. was nice. Um, yeah, honestly, it's it's a lot of like pretty solid stuff. Also, a lot of like three and a halves. It's such a rounded tap list, though. Mm. Like list of things I've got. Triple New England, Heller's Lager, Imperial Stout, Imperial Pastry Stout, Saison, American IPA, New England Pale, Pilsner. As my second closest brewery, I'd probably be fighting for them more, but I honestly think I'm having a hard time saying it's not range. I mean, I'm almost thinking that range is top two at this stage. Um, I reckon we're going to lock in deeds at four based on that. Um, unless unless you you have like a strong thing, I'm just looking at some of the stuff I had. Their blonde, I didn't think was great. Ludicrous yeah. speed, I didn't think was that great. Um, that, I didn't think uh, the sawtooth was good this year. Yeah. Um, Tropicana. Yep. Was just a bit dumb. Third horseman was excellent. It um, was. But like, I just think a lot of the stuff was just sort of pretty good, and I do agree their round their range is incredibly well rounded. And obviously in the top four, they're going to be a fantastic no, brewery. They've had a good year. Yeah, I'm just... Um, Let's lock a minute forward, Ellen. Yeah. I've been convinced. Um, yeah, I guess the next... Make the case for range to break into the top two. Um, well, I think the case is what we've discussed. I think the case is that we've had two totally list, different yep. lists of awesome beers. From them. Um, and so you're saying Last Serene falls to third? Almost. I think just in terms of what I've had, and you know, you know me, I would... Yep. I would... No, no, no. Take a bullet for Last Serene. Um, and, you know, again, they just weren't bloody open when we went. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's almost as good an argument as any. Um, look, I think this is almost... It almost writes itself. It's almost... It's almost a, a, a Hawker's range. Last Serene, one, two, three, I think. Um, we do have to talk about Hawker's, but... We are going to have to talk about Hawkers. Um, but let's, I mean, how do you feel about Last Serena 3? Does that not sit well with you? or does that? No, I think I've been convinced Yeah. over the course. I think going in, I thought that they were a lock for top two. Yeah, well, I didn't, I didn't even think range would be that high, but the more you look at range... No, the, the more, more you look at it, it goes was... like, hmm, they've had a good year. Um, I think, based on the lack of new stuff... Not lack, lack's harsh, but less new stuff. La Serene, yeah. I don't think we can make the case for La Serene. It's very hard because Supernaturally and stuff are like some of the best beers this year, but... Considering what we did to Mountain Culture by not letting them in the 10 because of that, I think we've got to do that for La Serene and they've got to be third. Yeah, that's fair, actually. Yeah, That's a, that's a good way to sort of uh, put a full stop on it. Um... But I'm refusing to allow range to win. <laughs> As the mature person I am, that's not happening. 
Um, the podcast is going to get cancelled. No, <laughs> no more podcast. Um, um, well, let's all right, let's let's talk about Hawkers. We have to do it. We can't yeah, we do. say they, they win. And after saying how impressed I was with the range of... Yeah, uh, how Ranger's problem was that it's all IPAs. All the stuff I've enjoyed from Hawkers this year is also IPAs. Um, I will I will go into bat for a couple other things. Um, I'm uh, there's things to bat for. There's still things that are four or above. But yeah, four two five plus. Um, for me, is all IPAs of various degrees. Um, I will say one of my best beer experiences this year was a late night when I think I was watching Squid Game or something, mm-hmm. and I cracked a like two day old hazy IPA and was expecting just another hazy IPA. I'm like, oh, yeah. God, this is why everyone fucking likes hazy IPAs. This is unbelievable. <laughs> I don't remember what I was watching, but I remember cracking that beer and having the exact same experience. Like, oh my God, what yeah. have they done? <laughs> it was uh, two in the morning. I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> Mine and was thankfully at a normal time of 8pm. Right <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, really, really snapped me out of any funk I had. Um, One of my favourite hazy uh, IP, yeah, Hawker's experiences of the year was Hazy Pale at the brewery. Yep. Nine dollar with, with Mars and Mars behind us. Fucked off his head at eleven thirty. Yeah, touch later I think because we had gone last rain, but um, it wasn't. It wasn't late. Did we go to last rain after Hawker's? No. Oh, no, okay. Was before. Okay, that makes but sense. But we did get to Hawkers earlier than we wanted to because they weren't open, which is why they're bloody sitting at third. Um, can I also just say, Hawkers Pilsner, possibly one of the most reliable beers in Australia, as well as Hawkers Lager. Mm-hmm. Um, Very hard to argue with. Yeah. I think the case for Hawkers getting there is strengthened by Lucky 13 and Tent Party. Yeah, both great. Um, both Ripper Pilsner, Ripper Manson. Um, St Hildegard, very good. That was fun, wasn't it? The only beer of theirs. And I saw a Sabro beer. Yes, yes, but it, well it, used. It's, it's hidden Sabro. Mm. It's it's there, but it's like there's rye over the top of it. It's like there. when you make a bolognese for a kid and you hide like you know bench, you hide it's zucchini it's, and spinach in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All those good bits of carrot. Uh, the only thing I didn't like from them this year was the bourbon barrel aged white stout. Which I thought was gross. Um, didn't have it, so yeah, you you lucked out. I have nothing under three point seven five for them for the year. Yeah, that's my only one. Um, West Coast is great. Lager's great. Um, Original saison was fun to see again. Yeah, never ended up having that, despite me asking for it on the podcast continu- continuously. But um, was ordering a bit less this year, I think, and just didn't get around to, to seeing it. I'm sure it's still kicking around somewhere. Original Pale was um, good. I want to give a shout-out to Nostalgic Tones. So do I. Um, which is something a bit different, nice hoppy brown. Um, yeah, this hours uh, Into the Forest I Go and Beneath the Trees We Gather. Um, Redshift was fun. I got them confused and accidentally... We meant to have a light beer and accidentally ordered Beneath the Trees We Gather. I thought that was the 4% one, that's, the 8% one. That's right. Double IPA was fun. Double West Coast was fun. West Coast was fun. Kylie was um, fun. Alter Ego, the West Coast and East Coast ah, yep, were quite yep. good. Um, um, I had the West, interestingly. Me too. But, you know, we've had, we have enough East Coast yeah. IPAs. Um, yeah, look, it's... I mean... I, I guess for one thing, it's not really their fault. I wish I kind of had more of their st- Imperial Stouts and... 
their, you know, wheat wines and stuff because they do them really well and I just... I'm genuinely surprised I've only had two for the year, which mm. is a bourbon barrel age one and just a regular 2021 Imperial. Yeah, yeah. But I just... It's the brewery I've had the most beers from for the year, which is generally a good sign that they've had a good year. Yeah. Um, I If we're counting uniques, it's probably not them, but if we're counting... Mm. Just cans because I'm, I'm a notoriously bad repeat beer check inner. Yeah. Um, I definitely yeah um, ordered quite a bit and um, shout outs to the alderman and the tab in Brunswick, sorry, the pub in Brunswick that literally only has one tap and it's Hawker's Pilsner. Yeah. Um, that's that's the kind of place I want to be. My indoor cricket centre in Northcote have about. 1100 beers and they're all hawkers yeah and, and that should want. sum it up yeah that's what you want um look it's yeah it's it's tricky to argue against but I don't, I'm not like it's not like I, I love hawkers so I'm not really having a hard time accepting that and they were second last year um probably only from an absolutely spectacular year by last rain yeah um and I think I feel like range barely made it or didn't make it last year I feel like they I were one of the ones we killed. I think they might have been killed relatively easily. Yeah. In like a mountain cultures had a better year than them sort of. And mountain mountain cultures quite high, and I think. And I think Banks like, had a big year last year, which would have yeah yeah pushed um, them down. But yeah, look, I'm, I think I'm pretty comfortable with that ten, um, and I think we've you know we can basically lock that in. I'm happy. I uh, think we've done it. From uh, we'll go from one to ten, so it's less confusing. <laughs> I said ten to one. Never count down. Everyone's heard it. Um, we've got um, Hawkers at number one. Congratulations to Hawkers, Marzen, yep. so on. Um, um, we might actually follow through and try and get Marzen on the podcast next year. Yes, yeah. We, we did intend to get Costa on last year. Yeah. But, you know, potentially have... something we can still work out. What do we do? Have four months in lockdown this year instead of five? It does make <laughs> it trickier, yeah. Um, let's hope that our old Omicron doesn't cause any problems <laughs> next year. Um, so yeah, number one Hawkers, congratulations. Uh, Australian Brewery of the Year as per beeroclockaustralia.com. Yep. It's awards. Um, number two, Range. Number three, La Serene. Number four, Deeds. Number five, Hop Nation. Number six, Dumping Ground. Number seven, Wildflower. Number eight, Uradler. Number nine, Future Mountain. And number ten, Molly Rose. And not horribly, I mean, it's fairly Vic centric, but you know, got a Brisbane brewery at number two. We've got, uh, Seven and eight. South Australia. Yeah. Four states represented. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just don't look too deeply. But no, I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. I think that's fairly reflective of the year. I think we've done well. I think that sums up um, our year in. I was going to say, it sums up Bureau Clock's year. I yeah. think, and that's, and if nothing else, that's what this is for. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. I think that probably does us. I think we've done pretty well. Hopefully that's not too long. No, it'll be fine. Um... <laughs> Yeah, thoughts, opinions, etc. Please leave comments, send emails. Uh, Dylan at BeeroClockAustralia.com. Uh, Angus at BeeroClockAustralia.com. Like, subscribe, all that sort of podcast stuff. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, we're going to make a big focus on actually putting up some social media stuff next year. So, Facebook, Instagram, I suppose. BeeroClockAU, yep. I think, everywhere. Yep. Um, and yeah, looking to finish off year at the local... Hopefully next year. You should have got a few follows recently. I've uh, 
been been pushing it a bit out. And um, yeah, a year of the local, I think, is is difficult because it's a constantly evolving thing. And it constantly lockdowns don't help us because people open in regional Victoria, we fall behind Work again. Gets busier. Et yeah, et all that sort of stuff. Uh, we've got what have we got to go? Uh, as of today, as accurately as we can, we're at sixty nine percent of the stuff uploaded. Nice. Yeah. Getting there. And bean to just about everything, I assume. There's probably not too many. Um, bean. Twelve to go. Cool. And they've probably all either been difficult or open semi-recently. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, great. Well, that is uh, the Golden Pints for 2021. We'll have the written version up at some stage. Yep, we'll put that up after this goes live. Yep, yep. Uh, but we'll try and get 19 and 20 up in some format before then. Yeah, and please send us your lists too, especially of top 10 breweries. Really interesting to see how different they are a lot of the time. Love People's Beer of the Year as well, if they've got a, one that stands out to them. Yeah, um, it's interesting because, yeah, I think Beer of the Year, as we move to a more limited release-focused culture, becomes a more difficult thing to quantify. Yeah. Um, whereas a Brewery of the Year thing sort of captures who's done the best at balancing the core range with the with distribution, with limited releases, yep. with, you know, diversity of range, um, and so on and so forth. And, yeah. and venue as well, even. Like exactly. Obviously comes into play to some degree. Oh, it definitely has an impact. Um, yeah, I mean, you look at a lot of these, these are these are all, obviously haven't been to Uradler or Wildflower, but the rest of these are all venues I'm pretty fond of yep. to some degree. Um, yeah, so congratulations again, Hawkes. Any any final thoughts on the year? We've had a good one. I think we've wrapped it up. We, we've managed this year, I think. And hopefully we only have three months of lockdown next year. Yeah, and it continues. Slowly, slowly get down. We'll be out of, out totally by 2030. <laughs> Jesus, what a horrible way to finish your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, mate, lockdown isn't so bad if we've got Hawkes to drink. That's it. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much, and we will... Yeah, but we'll see you in 2022. I'm not going to say that we're going to see you before then. Uh, we're not really. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you very much. Cheers, guys. Days in my youth, I'm shatterproof. Vision condition displays uncouth imagery of your expectations. I never claim to be a doctor, though I've got plenty of patience. Observe my environment, pushed into retirement. My first requirement resist, I still persist. Man, you get to piss and take a fall. You get the